The people around us are remarkable, and all it takes are a few questions to discover something intriguing or inspiring. Welcome to T-Town Stories, a show dedicated to the one and only Tuscaloosa and hosted by Quana. You can call him Q. He'll be queuing up questions to locals with diverse experiences and backgrounds. This is our town and our stories. This is T-Town Stories. Well, Justin, thank you for meeting with me today. I don't think we've ever officially met, but I know who you are. <laughs> like, I know my brother knows who you are. You've been around Tuscaloosa a while. Um, we went to the same school, right? We did. American okay. Christian Academy. So, yeah, shout out to the folks we went to school with. We're actually about probably less than a mile recording yeah. from the, the new ACA. I went mostly to the old ACA with Willis right. Funeral Home today. Which is the funeral home today. Yeah. Uh, but we're in Alberta filming at the Gateway. Pretty cool spot. It's only my uh, probably third time to be here. So if you're looking for a good place to come study or have a work meeting or if you're working remote during your quarantine, come come check them out. Well, Justin, so like I said, we've I know you're a musician or a, a singer, an artist. Maybe just starting off, giving us some context about you and Tuscaloosa. Tell us, walk us through your Tuscaloosa connection, maybe from childhood to, to now. Right, so um, I started off at American Christian Academy, as far as school goes. Um, I went there ever since I was two uh, years old. Um, and then I went to church at Cornerstone Baptist Church. I loved going to church. Um, and hearing the choir. And then I loved going to school and um, playing and singing there as well. Um, That's one, where I got introduced to you. I remember, I, what year did you graduate? Uh, 2013. Okay. So oh, yeah. we, I was 05. So but Crazy. you were probably, I don't know what grade, you were tiny <laughs> when I was a senior in high school and mm-hmm. you were allowed to sing in our, our one of our chapel services or something. And it was... Yeah. Even then, I mean, I'm, I'm what, I was 17 at the time. You were like a second grader. I don't know. <laughs> Something <laughs> and, like that. And I was like, this kid has some talent. <laughs> it was it was impressive. Uh, it stuck in my mind for sure. So, oh so I just had to share my, my brief memory from, from you when I was in high school. That's so awesome, though, uh, to think that for sure that you remember that so vividly, um, especially me being that young. You know, a, a lot of people, you know, we grow up and there are things that we want to do. Um, but then there are some people that, you know, we feel called to do something. And I feel like even at a young age, like I felt called to sing. Um, like I said, I was always attracted to the choir. I was always attracted to chapel services where, you know, we would be singing and things like that. So I always knew that I wanted to sing and I wanted to, you know, use my gift. I loved, I just loved singing and entertaining. Like that was definitely just one of the things that I knew I was destined to do on earth. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the folks around you knew that as well from an early age. Well, family's from Tuscaloosa. You born and raised? My family is from Tuscaloosa. I was born in the DCH hospital in Northport. My mom will not let me forget. It was March 8th, 1995 at 535 on a Wednesday evening, and she's still having pains. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. Have you always been in Tuscaloosa? Have you ever moved off? I have moved off uh, twice. Um, One time I went to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, in which I feel like I spent two months, um, didn't quite know what I wanted to do as far as um, how to move my music forward. And so I ended up moving to Atlanta, Georgia with my drummer and his girlfriend. 
Um, and we had a one bedroom um, apartment in Atlanta in which I stayed in the living room and they had the bedroom and there was like a kitchen that was in between us and probably one of those moments where I really just kind of reflected on my life and I was saying like, is this the right move? What am I doing like here? I really had um, a moment in which I was just trying to find some type of answer from God. And it's like, you know, am I making the right moves with my music? Is it time to give up this dream? Like, what exactly am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Um, I would go and and play at Pont City Market. Okay. Um, on their piano and play for tips. And like, that is how I made money for a while. Um, and then I would uh, gig back in Tuscaloosa as well. So we would have Go like a gig, yeah, yeah. Um, three hours away. But it was just like what we were doing to get our music um, out there. Yeah, yeah, doing what you needed to do. Yeah. And then thankfully that's not too far of a drive. No, it was, um, yeah, about two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and so it just, depended on the day and what the traffic was looking like. Uh, but, you know, we made it happen. And then finally, I decided that I wanted to um, come back to Tuscaloosa and just uh, finish an album that I was working on at the time, which is now out, called okay. Pressure, Okay. Um, in which I was feeling a lot of that. Right. Uh, so this was fairly recently. Yeah, this was 2018. Okay. So 2000, it was really 2017, 18 was when this was happening. And I had just graduated from the University okay. of Alabama in December of 2017. Cool. So all of this was happening really fast. I think... Um, I made those particular moves because of the pressure I was feeling at home as well. Um, you know, once a lot of people have like this checklist of things that they have to do by a certain time. So it's like you have high school, then after high school, you need to go to college. Mm -hmm. Then after college, you need to get married and then you need to find a job. Well, you find a job, then get married. Right. And then, Hopefully. you know, yeah. And then, um, you know, have kids, settle down, do this. You know, you're building a career. And that I just have never felt like that was, you know, my career path or what I felt like was going to happen in my life. Like, I always knew that is not how my checklist is going. Okay. Um, it was definitely going to be like, yes, college after high school. But even through college, like I was going to be writing music and gigging and then trying to find a way to make music work for me. Mm -hmm. And then once college happened, it was like, okay, you're free to go wherever you want to go um, and to pursue your dreams. And um, Kind of left a blank slate. Yeah. And so I think that is the path that I took several times. Sounds like you're still writing on that slate, man. Um, so you, you, you took it up to New York, huh? I then took it up to New York, right. Um, so a little backstory with that, uh, I'm sure uh, many people who are listening to this right now know that I was on American Idol in 2011. Yeah. Um, I made it to Hollywood, uh, made it pretty far into Hollywood as well. And then I was on American Idol again um, in 2020. 
and did not make it past the first round. And that was a big letdown to a lot of people um, because especially, you know, you've already made it through once. Like, what right. happened? Right. I remember that. Um, and so, yeah. So it was kind of um, a big deal, especially being someone who lived it six months before it came out. Um, my mom still says that me moving to New York was really just me running away from the situation or a um, stress impulse that I had after that happened. But in reality, I had been thinking about moving to New York beforehand. Um, and during my audition, Katy Perry said, the best form of success is proving us wrong. That was my, I believe, sign that you need to do what you were planning on doing this whole time. Yeah. Do you, you know? agree with your mom? What, what did, how did she word it? She was saying that it was an impulse from me getting a no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from American you agree Idol. With her? I personally don't because there are so many no's that right. I've gotten over the years that people haven't seen. This was just one that happened in public. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened Your on mama national TV. Your mama is just glad to have you home. Exactly. No, especially <laughs> when, you know, the pandemic started and, you know, everything started shutting down. Oh, she was so happy to have me back. Oh, I'm sure she is. Um, but, you know, now that things are starting to slowly open back up, you know, it's becoming one of those moments where I was like, I was just in a whole nother state actually like succeeding at what I was doing mm -hmm. um, for a few months. And now it's time, like, I feel like it's time for me to go back out there. Uh, obviously, New York went through this initial spear of, right. you know, COVID hitting America. So it makes sense that you come back. But it sounds like they're doing a lot better. Are you, so you are yeah. considering going back? I am considering going back, but probably not until 2021. Okay. There was just so much that has happened in 2020 just personally in my life, you know, having people pass away, not only in my family, but friends of mine. And, you know, I think that really um, affected me emotionally. Uh, I just feel like I need to be close to home in this moment. Yeah. Um, but I definitely want to go back out there. Yeah. For sure. Once. Yes. Yeah, 2020 has certainly um, been a been crazy yeah. for the world but then you compound it with personal things right um yeah i can i can see 2020 being a, a year where you just say uh we're, we're gonna keep busy right but we're also gonna stay put right exactly and i'm not really trying to time stamp this podcast but like we lost chadwick last night yeah and that yeah. was such a a big moment mm -hmm. like i feel like for a lot of people of color yeah around the yeah. nation like yeah, I think in the wake of what the nation is going through, to have such kind of a symbol, it hit hard with a lot of folks. For sure. I'm still seeing people post, you know, pictures of him and um, uh, Kobe. Right, together. Yeah, and just to have men like that uh, in 2020, just it, it keeps striking. It yeah. keeps striking and it hits people harder than some people harder than others. Um, but it should all hit us uh, with the reality uh, of just a brokenness in this okay. world because, well yeah. turning to you how uh, i want to want to kind of dig into your music all right uh, i'd it. love to hear you you're you're the one producing the music so i would love to hear you describe your music so i typically create r&b and pop music that is definitely a reflection of not only my life 
but of the lives of the people close to me. Like I was talking about my first album, Pressure, uh, was definitely just me realizing the pressures of the people around me and how all of the people I'm close to, whether that be friends, family, how they affect me as a person, um, the decisions I make, the, uh, you know, how I go about my life. Um, for a moment, I really just reflected on um, just being thankful uh, for having both of my parents, not only still married, but um, just with me. But sometimes you do, you need to reflect on who got you mm-hmm. to where you are. Yeah. Um, not only that, but you need to give thanks to those people and give them their flowers while they're still here. There you go. That's good, man. That's, that's encouraging to me. Uh, uh, listeners, I hope you're likewise encouraged and uh, take that to heart. I'd love to hear, you know, I appreciate you describing your music, um, how, you, how, you, how you kind of think through your creation process. But uh, what about the actual performance? I'd love to hear uh, in your performance history, what has been some of your most, I know you've sung on big stages and, you know, for Katy Perry. And, but over the years, what has been your favorite place to perform? There are so many places that just came into my head. I will say Tuscaloosa, the city of Tuscaloosa, in which I have a very deep history with the city of Tuscaloosa as far as, like, government. Um, I sang at Mayor Maddox's first inauguration in 2005 um and just the history with him just kind of started building there um i then became his intern in 2013 after i uh, graduated from high school and then after that internship i um then went to the Tuscaloosa Amphitheater. Um, And I stayed there, met several artists that came there and it was awesome. Um, One of my favorite memories there is Chris Stapleton calling me brother man every time he passed me in the hallway. Um, Just, hey brother man, like, you know, that was his thing. Um, And just several other artists that, you know, I look up to and love their music and listen to their music all the time. and then after that, I ended up going to um, the River Market. So my history with uh, the city of Tuscaloosa is very long. Um, but the city of Tuscaloosa started doing Live at the Plaza, um, in which they had an artist that came every Friday. Um, probably one of my most favorite mini concerts that I've done. Yeah. Um, I like that venue a lot. Yes. So, you know, having Government Plaza and, you know, them setting up a stage and just allowing artists to come and play for hours. um, And the crowd, you know, they come by themselves because they just, you know, want to hear live music on a Friday night. This is, of course, Mm -hmm. (laughs) pre-COVID-19. But I think just going up and not only singing my originals, but singing covers of songs that I know are bringing citizens in the community together. Music is bringing us together. Mm -hmm. And I can sing an R&B song and everybody, you know, has heard it before and everybody's grooving along. And you then realize 
that we're more alike than we are different. That's so true. And we're not really strangers. That's so true. Music, I don't know of any other... I mean, well, I could probably think of one or two, but it's hard. I'm hard pressed to think of another medium that bridges so many, so many barriers. So I'm a C.S. Lewis fan. He wrote Chronicles of Narnia. I love his kind of portrayal of how creation was made. Mm -hmm. He had Aslan sing it into being. You know, if you know anything about scriptures, the Bible says it was spoken into being. Uh, People might ask, what language was it? But I just like C.S. Lewis's. Answer. Right. He just sang it in the being. Yeah. yeah so I, I, that came to mind when you were talking about the, the power of music. Yeah, it's so powerful. Y'all, if you Google Justin, you'll see him uh, performing in several places around Tuscaloosa, or at least mention. I know you, the, the Blue Angel show you performed there. You I know. totally forgot about that. I yeah. have sang the national anthem for the Blue Angels. Yeah, and Alabama game, basketball yeah, games. Basketball games. Um, so, yeah, you, you have uh, been around town a block or two. <laughs> Some of these things, you know, you kind of forget because a lot of those things I did get to do at such a young age. Yeah. And I've done so much since then as well. Um, um, hey, one listeners, one thing you've got to do, Google Justin Oliver, uh, maybe just Krispy Kreme. You can uh, also see him performing <laughs> a, uh, a flash mob performance at Tuscaloosa's Krispy Kreme. The one-man flash mob. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome, man. It's a great... It's man, crazy I- because uh, Skip Baumhauer, um, we we rolled up at Krispy Kreme, and he's like, I bet you won't. Like, he's like, this is what you should do. And so I did it, and the fact that then the workers joined oh, in... Man, they got enthusiastic They got involved. crazy. And I think that's probably my most viewed video on YouTube to this day. Listeners, it'll it'll make you smile. Go go check it out. I kind of want to recreate it. Dude, you should. That would be fun. So I, you talked about what inspired you. You talked about kind of your personal experiences ex- mm-hmm. inspiring your music. Um, but I'd be curious, is what's inspiring you today? Uh, is it, you know, I'm sure it's some of those same things, but is there anything in particular when you think about 2020 or the last few years, what's inspiring you today? I feel like reflecting back on my life is starting to inspire me because of the fact that for the longest, um, I don't feel like I valued myself. Um, And so this new project that I'm working on is about realizing really like who I am and how valuable I am as not only a person, but as, you know, an artist. I have not told anybody this yet, so this is an exclusive happening right. right now. Um, but the album that I'm about to come out with is also called King. Okay. Um, and it is, it's a journey of me realizing, you know, my worth as a person. All right. So you got a whole, I know there's a, there's a single that just came out. There's a single called King, um, that was inspired by, uh, the shooting of Ahmaud Aubrey, um, and just really looking at the world and, and realizing that, yeah, there are a lot of people who are un, you know don't value people of color in general and now it's like that was also a personal thing for me is i don't think i think in particular moments in my life i personally was undervalued because of the fact that i was a man of color um in which i finally am just like i'm gonna talk about this um there was a, a large chunk of my life where i would not get political with people because um you know, there, <laughs> there's a quote from Michael Jordan in which, uh, you know, they wanted him to get behind a particular candidate. 
um, for a for an election, and he said, "I'm not going to do that because Republicans buy shoes too." Like, you know, yeah. the the line had just came out. Um, and I feel like that's how I have been for a long time is I don't talk about political things because of the fact that I'm afraid of stepping on somebody's toes or things like that. But I think it's time. Like, I'm I'm 25 now. If you don't listen to my music now, then <laughs> you probably, you know, uh, probably weren't planning on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But hopefully I can change your mind uh, by talking about the ways that I have felt undervalued. Have you gotten years. some pushback? Um, with King? No. Uh, which I definitely thought that I would have. But if you listen to the song, um, the message is extremely positive. Right. Well, well clarify something for me. Is, okay. is it a both and your a king but also you're looking to the king or is it more discover the king in yourself is yeah it's it's so i wrote it for uh people of color to realize that you know we are indeed royalty um and that you know you are so much more valuable than you might think you are um and yes you know you we're seeing so much on the in media right now mm-hmm. um and we also are experiencing so much. Yeah. You know, I've had both positive and negative run-ins with law enforcement. Um, I've had both positive and negative encounters with, you know, people at my favorite school. Um, you know, it's just yeah. like, it happens yeah. throughout life, but that does not mean that you're any less That's right. than royalty. That's what I wanted to come across yeah. in that song, and I, I feel like I appreciate you saying that, that man, yeah. um, and bringing out some of your personal experiences in there. Some people go to opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's a complete binary position, mm-hmm. and I don't think either end of the spectrum is right. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to acknowledge the realities that are in this world, uh, and you don't minimize the atrocities that are going on. Right. You're a black man in Alabama. I'm a brown man in Alabama. Right. We, we're not going to probably get into all the stories. <laughs> right. And I could probably swap stories of our experiences that were, like you said, good and bad. Right. Um, we yeah. need to talk about those those conversations, and we need to have those conversations and talk about those experiences because you know, just because you always see someone smiling on Instagram and talking about how Tuscaloosa is like the best city ever. I mean, I definitely feel like Tuscaloosa is a great city. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean I've never had a negative experience, not only with law enforcement or with people, you know, in city government or um, people on the campus at the University of Alabama. Like, yeah, of course right. I have. I feel like many people have. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, at the end of the day, those experiences do not outweigh the positive experiences and or um, the awesome people that I have met along the way. Well, man, I really like, did someone in Tuscaloosa make the video? So, uh, University of Alabama students, um, we have Kelsey Schmidt, who was uh, the director of King, um, Blake Snowder did, um, he was the director of photography, uh, Anish wrote the story, um, and then of course I wrote the song. Um, then we have Mario Butler, who was the producer um, of the song as well. Um, you know, it's just having this 
team, not only um, this team that helped on the music itself and the video, but the fact that the team is so diverse, Hmm. loved, loved it. Um, And I saw it was filmed. Northport, Tuscaloosa. Yeah, right? it was. It was. We wanted to, you know, bring it home. Yeah, you I know? saw some of the scenes. Initially, I didn't know, but then I saw the downtown Northport right. scene. Yeah, uh, so it was really well made. Thank you. Yeah, so much. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing about your song, your latest single, and uh, when is? Are you able to tell, tell us? Or do you have a date for, for the, the album? album? We do not have a date right now. Um, I will say that my next single is going to be called Success. Um, it's kind of juicy because of the fact that I do actually finally uh, talk about my experience um, with the last American Idol. Okay. My last American Idol experience. So you haven't talked about it at a time. I have not. Um, I think the biggest thing for me when it was coming out was I wanted to be as positive as possible. Um, but now I do get, like, I'm finally going to talk about, like, my real feelings. Good, with, man. I think a lot yeah. of people would be interested to hear about that. For sure. Think you'll ever do it again? I'd say listen to the song. All right. Well, listen, man. <laughs> I like that. Dropping a little crumb for us. Uh, yeah. I definitely would say listen to the song. Well, maybe kind of... Uh, Going down a little tangent, we're talking about your singing talent, which you've got mm-hmm. plenty of. Uh, but do you have any useless talents? Useless talents. What would you consider a useless talent? Well, mine is like talking like Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk just like him. I'm serious. I'm bad. I am so weak. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I can actually do shadow puppets with my hands. I can do like a bunny, um, a dog, uh, so many things, um, which I now I feel like I need to do a shadow puppet Instagram post just to prove that like I really can do shadow puppets. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's the only useless talent that like a, a lot of people don't get to see. Your real talent, man, has eclipsed your useless talents. Some people have more useless than useful talents. Some people have more useful talents. <laughs> I can believe it. No, I wanted to go a little bit uh, lighthearted because this next question might might bring us down a little bit because Uh-oh. I want to talk about 2020. As an artist, how has 2020 impacted your schedule, your emotions, and your music? I know you've hit on uh, this a little bit, kind of right. weave throughout our conversation, but kind of want to just maybe get a, a, a highlight uh, as we approach the end of the interview. So... What the first thing that I would say is if 2020 did not bring out the hustler in you, you probably don't have it. That's good. And that's a, I mean, that's just straight up. I will say that when I first got back home from New York, we had moved out of my apartment. Um, You know, I had definitely had a few cries. Uh, I got back home and probably for two or three weeks did not do anything. Like... I will be completely transparent, like was laying in my bed drinking wine every night, like no joke, was just sad, Mm -hmm. did not have any inspirations as far as music goes, did not want to write anything, uh, didn't want to really do anything. Uh, I would get on Zoom sometimes with my friends and just break down like that that is what 2020 brought me and then i started reflecting on like wow like i really moved to new york and i felt very successful you know in finally doing what i loved getting paid to do it 
you know, I did have a job at, like I said, a furniture company selling high-end furniture, which was also really fun and had like my little work crew and we were like the dream team. Like yeah. I felt like I was very, like I said, successful. Mm-hmm. And then it just felt like it was all stripped away. Mm. I I didn't, I felt lost, yeah. to be honest. I felt very lost. Yeah, then finally I just started writing um, this little piece um, where I was saying like, you know, don't give up, like, you know, pick your head back up. Everything happens for a reason. If it's meant for you, you'll get back there. You know, I started writing encouraging songs. There you go. But they were for me. And that's why I say, like, King is for me. Like, this next album that is coming out is definitely for me. I've heard it said before, we listen to ourselves too much, mm-hmm. and we need to talk to ourselves more. Right. It's a subtle difference, but it's a huge difference. Right. I'm totally a huge fan of talking to myself. Now it's when you start responding. There you go. <laughs> but you know what I mean? A lot of times if we just let what around us is impacting us, uh, we start letting our inner voice depress us. Yeah. Oh, man, this is happening. I can't do that. This, right. This. But then what you did differently was start talking to yourself. Right. And I noticed that a lot of people around me were like, well... Like you were saying, Justin, like all of this happens for a reason. Maybe you just need to chill out. I mean, nobody else is doing anything right now. And in my head, a part of me like agreed, like, yeah, maybe there aren't people. There might be other artists that are just sitting at home right now and not doing anything. But that's not that's not me. If anything, I'm going to use this time to get get ahead. Because once everything does open back up, once, you know, people are able to have concerts again and different things, like I want to be ahead, I want to have a catalog of music ready to, you know, present to everybody. Um, So I think once I got over that, that month or two months, like it was, all right, pedal to the metal, let's do it. Let's find, let's be innovative. Let's find a way to, um, still reach your fans, still reach your friends, still let people hear your voice and know that you have something important to say, whether that be through Twitch, a podcast, you know, like YouTube videos, like I'm still here and I'm still ready to work and I'm still ready to pursue my dreams, whether that be through hella high water, like I am coming for you. And so I think that is like, pretty much that was my moment where I just, I just said, no, I'm not going to be like everybody else. Like, I want to make this worth it. If everybody's stuck inside, so be it. Yeah. I think you summarized it well, man. If you Uh, didn't find the hustle in you during this season, it probably isn't there. Mm -mm. Uh, I think, well, I hope a lot of people resonate with that. I know I do. Um, I think you're right. It was a perfect time to uh, pursue something in your downtime that right. you otherwise may not have, have thought yeah. or had time to pursue. Right. Um, so uh, for me, it, it turned into a podcast for you. It's turning into, I hope a lot of things. So um, many things. Yeah. I'm excited for you, man. Well, Justin, this has been awesome. I want you, I want to just give you a, uh, a moment to tell the audience what is going on in your life. What do you want them to be looking out for with regard to uh, what you're pushing out and how can they connect with you online or social media? So to connect with me um, on Instagram, uh, you can go to Justin Oliver Music. Twitter is Justin A. Oliver. Um Facebook is also uh, Justin Oliver Music. I would definitely say look out for the new album. Look out for the new single, Success. 
and just follow along on the journey. Justin, thank you so much. It has been awesome to see uh, the guy that I saw singing when he was in, let's call it second grade. <laughs> it is just a, a encouraging thing to see that you are still pursuing that dream and pursuing it hard and with success. So the best of luck to you, Tuscaloosa. Uh, this is uh, a guy from home. So support the man. Uh, check him out online or check out his new album, his new single, King. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.